There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Holly, how are you doing on this hot Tuesday? Nice and swassy, you guys. Nice. <laughs> oh my goodness! Delighting in the late summer heat, and the we got gossip here for you in this right. alert. Ooh, Winona Judd allegedly, supposedly, according to sources at Radar Online via the Daily Mail Online, mm-hmm. is planning to formally contest her late mother's will, which left her entire twenty-five million dollar estate to her husband. Mm. Now, Winona Judd and Ashley Judd did not feature in the will and did not get any part of her estate, with Naomi Judd leaving everything to her widower, Larry Strickland. Now, the couple had been married for 35 years, with Naomi making Strickland the executive of her estate in a move that was said to, quote, baffle Winona. That her husband of 35 years? Well... I mean, sometimes people do, because we have to remember, now this is not any of this coming from Winona, but sometimes Will's, you know, like sometimes that a lawyer will say, this is the easiest way if you have this big of a state, and then we can talk about having what kind of a trust within that sure, will sure, to sure, divide sure, that sure, money sure. out. Yep. Just give it all to the surviving spouse. It's the cleanest will possible. Well, now, according to sources at Radar Online. This decision to have Larry Strickland be the executor of the estate has sparked a battle between Ashley and Winona, with Ashley reportedly siding with Naomi and Larry, while Winona believes that they, quote, conspired against her. Now, one source adding Winona was banking on getting a piece of the pie after Mm. the death of Naomi Judd. Now, a family friend also claimed that Ashley believed Naomi Judd uh, knew what she was doing in her will by not giving a lump sum to Winona Judd. Now, this is gossip of the highest order. Yeah, it really really is, because there could be property that was given. You know, we don't know. I mean, I guess if I'm looking at it from a mom's perspective, and she made this will in 2017, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe she doesn't necessarily trust her daughter's taste in men. She's, you know what I mean? Been married. She's easily like, sometimes people don't want to give money, money and they want it more. It might be land. It might be in other ways that she's left for Larry. And so this is just somebody at radar making this up. Possibly. Exactly. What do you think, Holly? Well, I, you know, honestly, 
have no idea yeah. because Radar Online, which is akin to the National Enquirer, they right. are willing to dig for the dirt, and sometimes that dirt turns out yeah. to be true. We have history of that. And and maybe, you know, Winona needs uh Maybe needs the money. Maybe who knows if she's a big spender or whatever. And she and her mom were going to go out on tour and make some money. Yeah. Now, this source adding over at Radar Online concerning this that Winona has had money problems throughout her adult life. They're well, to she that. has had some interesting men she's met and married. Yes. Um, and it costs you money when you're the person with money who's fallen in love with the wrong guy or mm-hmm. gal. It's the person with money that always ends up getting screwed, usually. Well, you know, we shall see how this all plays out. Your bad taste will cost you. Oof, man, put that on a bumper sticker. (laughs) Right. Um, Let's go to another celebrity beef. This is all concerning Sylvester Stallone, the producer, the producers of the Rocky franchise, and now Dolph Lundgren has entered the chat as an unexpected peacemaker. Maker, excuse me, in the Sylvester Stallone Drago feud. Yeah, I don't understand why Sylvester Stallone is two weeks in a row attacked Erwin Winkler, the 94-year-old producer of Rocky, the guy who helped make Sylvester Stallone's movie happen the way he wanted, who mortgaged his house to produce the movie. And uh, why he Sylvester Stallone is just ranting and raving. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone, if you've been following his social media account, he is going after producer Erwin Winkler for what he sees as an equity stake in the Rocky franchise. Now, And he has kids. Yes. Now, Stallone, he has been vocal about this for the past couple of years. So here's the deal with this, that Sylvester Stallone received, now we're getting into some Hollywood uh, terminology here, first dollar gross on the early Rocky sequels and earned points off the original means he, he was getting money for that uh but then he says he's been deprived of an equity stake in the franchise meaning that he doesn't have ownership stake in the rocky franchise he says that this is a painful subject that eats at my soul because i wanted to leave something of rocky for my children okay but sylvester we can't help it that you didn't think of spinoffs and your lawyer didn't do that and the producer who produced i I mean you can't be mad that it's good thing you forward thought the way you did and apparently um uh, Holly, MGM, um, they signed off on a $2 million screenplay for Stallone's new Rocky movie where Rocky ran for mayor of Philadelphia. And, and, and Stallone backed off and didn't take the money. And he was offered the chance to play Rocky in the Creed movie with Michael B. Jordan. Right. And he said no to that. I don't understand. So I don't, this is not reflecting well on, on Sylvester Stallone. You wonder at all. if something's going on. Well, it seems like he's angry because he doesn't have ownership of Rocky, and that for him is his line in the sand. But he does have ownership of Rocky. He doesn't have ownership of Creed and Drago, the spinoff stuff. That's the well, breaks. And he has no control over it. Now, yeah. he got upset okay. because last week it was, according to Dolph Lundgren, he's saying that the information was leaked, that there was talks of a Drago spinoff movie. His yeah. character, Dolph Lundgren's from Rocky Four. Oh, good grief. <laughs> So 
Dolph Lundgren has now entered the chat on his Instagram account. What's he say? Well, he's saying, you know, it's chill out, basically, is what we're paraphrasing here. He's explaining that the spinoff is much earlier along the previously reported. There's no script. There's no deal. No director. And that he was personally, Dolph Lundgren, under the impression that Sylvester Stallone was involved as a producer or as an actor in this project. And he said that the early reports are unfortunate and that he is in touch with Mr. Balboa because he put up this statement with a picture of himself and Sylvester Stallone in it. So he said, so all the fans can relax. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Stallone, he keeps posting these nasty illustrations of the Winkler family that really, to me, look anti-Semitic. He's he called himself an exploited artist. Now Sylvester Stallone is four hundred million dollars. That's because his two producers mortgaged their houses and let him star in it and let him take. You know this is how this all works. You can't be an exploited artist and be worth four hundred million. He looks petty. It, he looks. He looks petty. He looks, all of this could looks, have been solved with expensive lawyers and agents. He looks like I don't he's understand lasting. why he's doing this at all. Well, we'll see if Sylvester Stallone keeps doing it on yeah. his Instagram as we move forward. Yeah. But for now, things are quiet. It's just not reflecting well on him, right or wrong. It just there's like you're like there's something off. <laughs> yeah, it beats me. Yeah. Beats me. All, all right, right thanks, guys. Good, 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 juicy dirt no today. No kidding. Yeah, the Jetsons just turned that, like they had some birthday. The Jetsons, the TV, the TV the show, com- yeah, okay. the cartoon, which just who didn't love that? Um, in their fictional 21st century, and so they had a thing about all the ways that where the Jetsons were right. Okay, so oh, that'll be good. Yeah, so but I'm not doing that study. Oh. I'm doing another study about where are we going to go. You know, for f- the people who are futurologists out there, there are people who study the future. Future and futurologists, it's a job. I love you, it. You got to go to college. You didn't have to get a PhD. <laughs> but this uh, futurologist, Dr. James Bellini, he has told us this uh, and 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 about what he thinks is going to be mainstream by 2050. Okay. Okay. Um, waterless dishwashers. Self-stocking refrigerator. That's what I want. How does that Vertical work? <laughs> farms will be mainstream by believe, 2050. I believe that you're going to have to build, go up. You're going to have to go up with farming. But let's talk about the self-stocking yes. refrigerator. And 20% <laughs> of people in a poll, in a survey that the futurologists did okay. were most interested in um, homes becoming more eco-friendly and sustainable and this self-stocking smart refrigerator. Way to my heart. No, the self, that's my favorite thing out of all of this. <laughs> Those are the upgrades that people are planning to buy in years to come when they were asked if you had an option. <laughs> would you get this? Yes, indeed. Smart kettles and self-stocking oh, refrigerators. That would take away the, uh, the the chef that has become Julia late night snacking. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> you'd just be always stocked up. No more No more magical mystery treats he said in 30 years or so we will have vertical farms and grow things upward in towers historians will look back and joke about how we used to grow all our food on horizontal planes when there's so much space to use up above i want things to block our view though yeah here's some other things that will the number one thing is really a doubt what do you think the number one thing will be mainstream by 2050 2050 electric cars that is correct yeah Self-driving. Oh. Electric cars. Yeah, I missed that. I still, 
I'm afraid of that. I'm still holding back on that yeah. one. Yeah. I still don't want to go there, but I can see that Yeah, the, yeah, the, smart, the world is not going to let me yeah. uh, rule that one. <laughs> a a smart fridge that will manage your shelf life and restock itself. Um, lab-grown meat. Oh. Well, they're already Smart doing kettles like that, that yeah. make your tea or coffee just the way you like it. Okay. Windows that tint automatically in the sunshine. Ooh, for... That's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Holograms. Hmm? Okay, I'm going to go back to the windows. I don't like it. Yeah, you'd have to be able to, to erase Control. it if you wanted to have sunshine because I don't like... Like those glasses that yeah. everyone says the just tint. work. Yeah. They don't. No. They work at the weirdest time. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know um, what I mean? Okay. I, well, but let's just say it's going to be so that it works to exactly this. Okay. okay. Um, robotic housekeeping. Yes. Bring Love it on. It. Hoverboards oh, for everyone. Please. <laughs> been waiting since Back to the Future 1987. I believe, I believe in Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for my whole life whole for that. whole life for that. Healthy junk food. When's that coming? Yeah. Well, it needs to when, come soon. Get working on that. It needs to come soon. Yeah. Flying cars, so the Jetson, yeah, that's still out the there. See, that yeah. sounds fun to me. A machine that can wrap, ever, perfectly wrap anything you put in it. Like a present? Like or a present anything? or for shipping. Okay, I like oh. the shipping part. Part, yeah. of the, part of the fun is wrapping. Yeah, food that doesn't go bad, that's another thing. A foolproof pill that you'll be able to cure for a hangover. Oh, that's... People in 2015 I feel like everyone already has that. that already. There isn't a foolproof. There's ideas, there's, there's mixes. There's ideas, there's... but there's not a foolproof way. No. All right. Now, my dad would say, drink a half a stick of butter. <laughs> Okay, oh, that's the foolproof way to not have any. I'm going to try that. Oh, According that to horrible. my dad, oh. that's what his dad did. <laughs> that okay. sounds gross. Well, but, it coats your stomach. Who knows? Uh, nope, chocolate yeah. that doesn't melt is another future idea that people are expecting to be mainstream by 2050. Also, jetpacks and smell of vision. <laughs> Ooh, I like that smell. Both those Jetsons. Yeah. Right? Jetsons, yeah. Uh, a mirror to apply makeup for you. <gasps> Yeah, it's probably pretty awesome. I would like a mirror to pl- apply my eyebrows. Yeah, <laughs> I would just like some kind of a, you know, whew, I mean, the thing like you could just walk through something and you're done. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. So that would be something from 2030 onwards. We will see the Mars program kicking in. And men and women landing on Mars and yeah. creating stuff. Have fun. Yeah, you have go. fun. Yeah, you go, no. kids. Total recall. We're good. Yeah. You go. We just don't. I'm not going there. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that, you know. For, I really know it's over when my kids buy me a one-way ticket. Ticket to Mars. That's right. <laughs> I really know that's the end of the The new nursing home. We put them on Mars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Mom, it's supposed to be really nice up there. All your friends are going. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't see that happening yeah. at all, but thank you. Um, <laughs> we really love you. Here you go. Yeah, okay, here's another. This doesn't really surprise me at all. Um, uh, living a child-free life. One in five adults do not want to have kids. See, this is a bummer because yeah. I believe the kids are our future. <laughs> well, this is from Michigan State University, and they wanted to... Um, Figure out when is it they found that um, they just wanted to study child free choosing that path okay. to go child free. Yeah. And they used just three questions to separate child free individuals from parents and other varieties of non parents. Okay. Okay. And um, 
this is what they found is that people, particularly women, who say they don't want children are often told they'll change their mind. But the study found otherwise. People are making the decision to be child-free early in life, most often in their teens and 20s. And it's not just young people claiming they don't want children. Women who decided in their teens to be child-free are now, on average, nearly 40 and still do not want to have children. Yeah, I've noticed this with a lot of my friends. I'm in my late 30s, and more and more of my friends are choosing not to go down that route and Mm -hmm. have that dual income, no kids. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's quite the life. It is. is This was published in Scientific Reports. No, I believe you. Is it because of how much they cost? Uh, that and a lot of them are, I think my generation is kind of wanting to experience life before kids. Whereas your generation kind of did the kids a little bit earlier. We yeah, want you know and then we just I get caught up and you can't have them anymore. I distinctly though saying in college, I'm not having kids. Yeah. I, I don't want to have kids. I don't want to be a mom. I don't want to go down that road. I felt it very much yeah. like a, like it felt, it just felt No. And I never really changed my mind on that. And I felt that way as a teenager. I felt that way as an eighth grader babysitting. I knew this. You were ruined because your mom had. A- no, I don't think that was it. I do did not want to. I just didn't want to have kids. So I don't even know if it's a ge- it's a generational thing in the way that there was always the expectation. What do you mean you don't want well, to have kids? Don't not ask, everybody wants people, to have kids. No, I agree. But people don't ask that anymore. Like when you get married, well, when you're having kids. I mean, yeah. it used to be such an automatic question that you used to always say offended you. And you're like, Julia, why do you even... I would always get you mad did. at you. you always got, I quit asking it. Yeah. I mean, because you would get so offended. Because but not everyone wants to have yeah. children. No. And so, yeah, one out of five don't want to have uh, children. And so, yeah, Americans, you know, now we're at risk of being forced to have children despite not wanting them. Yeah. With everything that's happening. But, yeah, it's about 50 to 60 million Americans have made that choice to be child free. Yeah. And they, they were most surprised that women that said, oh, yeah, I knew from an early age I didn't want to have kids, right. didn't have kids. Yeah. Right, all right. Yeah, this generation, just everybody's getting married later. Things are starting later. I think that, you know, it's not such a quick demand right away. We kind of choose this. I know you choose it right away. Yeah, but I a think lot of people every generation, though, like there have been that, but it, you didn't have the choice before birth, the birth control pill. Good point. Women didn't have a lot of choice yeah, about true. being child-free because yeah. we didn't, you know, people didn't know how to... I mean, I don't know that my mom would have had three children under the age of five. Well, of course not. You know oh what my I mean? Gosh, but th- no, right. That was right. kind of the thing. So exactly. I think yeah. it's an interesting study and it was published in scientific reports and No, they, I I know. I, I know people who don't. And I and I that never changed their mind about it. And yeah. I think it's you know, it's I don't everybody's different. Everyone get, everyone can do whatever they want, yeah. but it to me, when I someone would never, says, I am so grateful that I did because, of course, but like believe somebody if they do say, right, I don't want to have children because right. that yeah. is a deal breaker for you. Yeah. It could right. be. I had that. You're issue. not going to change somebody's mind. Nope. I had that with Lily. She did not want kids when we first met. I was for that. And that has changed in the last seven years. Yeah. But I knew right away. I love this woman enough where if that's what she wants, I'm all for that. Yeah. So because you can't get in. You can't make somebody change their mind. No. That is a study of death. No, that is true. But yep. People always think they can. That's true. Yeah. 
you know, mm-hmm. and if you're mm-hmm. the woman that's saying, no, I don't want to have kids and you're in a heterosexual relationship and the guy's like, yeah, that's fine. But no, he can go on. That's true. No, you're right. And uh, that's true. He, you know, can that's go on true. and have children mm-hmm. for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. OK, listen, that's all, go. that's all we got. We'll be right back. Um, all right. So here's the deal. Be the seventh caller and win a pair of tickets to see One Republic. At Excel Energy Center this Sunday, August 7th, with opening act, act Need to Breathe. And there's no break between their name. Mm-hmm. And need see, to breath. Need to breath. <laughs> Show starts at 7 p.m. Call us, 651-641-1071. Wow. Just, what it's is that it? easy. Is it a seventh caller? It's the seventh caller. Wow. Easy, easy. Easy peasy. People like that band, One Republic. Oh, I know mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of good I songs. know it, I know it, I know it. So get going on that one. I am mm. upset if the Judd sisters are upset over their mom's thing. I hope that works out. I hope that's... You know what is, strikes me as odd is that they wouldn't have ever had the conversation with their mom about wills. Well, I mean, I've had the conversation with both my parents about their wills, and I talked to them like at least 10 right. years ago about their wills. Yeah. When they hit 70. We never had that conversation with our parents because... There's nothing. <laughs> right? <laughs> I wish I had that opportunity to have that conversation. There's always things. Yeah. There's always things. There's art, jewelry, sentimental. Sure, Who's going to get sure, the picture book? Sure. I mean, there is there is that. Yeah. You know? So I... And I also think with Naomi... And they all lived on the same, you know... Compound in Winona, you know, has um, music rights with her mom. I mean, they have music together. But they were going to go out on tour. I understand and that's that, how but people that, make money. I understand and that. Do that for the last couple of years. Winona, but hopefully she gave Winona all of you know the rights to all the music in the past. If they ever wanted to sell the catalog, that's what I was kind of getting at. Who I mean, knows? Who knows? That would be. People don't like to have uncomfortable conversations, first of all. Well, I know, but you got everybody dies. Well, according to Brad Pitt, yeah, that's why he's wearing skirts. skirts. That's right. Everybody's going to die. So I don't know if it's fair to say that you can cut the daughters out of the will if, you know, her, she was advised, let's just have Larry do it and then we're going to set up trust. So we don't. We don't, we don't know, know anything. everything. But I yes. hope the daughters but don't get in a fight. But sisters have fought before. Yeah, I know. About that. And, you know, sometimes people think that they're making a good decision by not giving you money. That's why people do do trust. Or they'll say, you know, you got to be 25. But these girls are older. Well, they're, I know. They're but, but it doesn't matter. They they almost are like sisters. They Naomi sisters. was so young, though. When her kids were born, particularly yeah, I Winona, I mean, she was a baby having a baby. I know. So I know. the the I'm just saying the intensity might be might be up there because they've had rifts before. I know they There's have. been stuff oh, that has happened. I just hope it isn't because that would be a drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, you know, how much is the Judd music is selling? What that? Well, have you listened to anything? No. <laughs> Not since Naomi passed away. Either um, have I. Uh, by the way, um, you know, the Prince estate was settled. Oh, it over, was? Yeah, like oh over the weekend. Gosh, talk about the longest. Yeah, the that longest. was like a six year, but that was uh, settled. So everybody seems to be happy. And um, 
Mo Austin, we had another notable uh, passing. Okay. Mo Austin, 95 years old. John, everyone from John Breen to Roger Freeman to Variety, the who Hollywood Reporter, Rolling Stone. He is one of those people who are on the Mount Rushmore of rock and roll, but he doesn't have a name that's known like Ahmet Erdogan, Clive Davis, Quincy Jones. Sure. Mo Austin basically started Warner Brother Records. Wow. Oh, really? And he believed that... Um, the artist. the artist. Yeah, you were telling me this. Is is the guy. So here's what John Bream wrote. Um, Rest in peace, Moas, and one of the architects of modern music biz at Warner Brothers. He not only gave Prince a chance, but he gave the Purple One artistic freedom and permission to reproduce his own recording in his, fir- in his recordings when he signed him when wow. he was 18 years old and had an unprecedented deal with Warner Brothers really? for those first three okay. albums. He also, in the... He, in the late 60s into the 90s, basically Warner Brothers was a huge, huge. Oh, of um, course they were. Uh, like, here's who he signed some of the people Bonnie Raitt, James Taylor, the Doobie Brothers, George Benson, Prince, Jimi Hendrix, Neil Young. <laughs> he, um, Just he merged with Frank Sinatra's reprise records that became Warner's. And he also then. Brought in Elector Records, which was Carly Simon, Brad, The Doors. And then he also brought in Seymour Stein's Sire Records, which gave birth to Madonna, the Ramones, Talking Heads, Pretenders. And um, yeah, he was just absolutely uh, an unbelievable guy and just 100% for the musician. Yeah. Just a real cool guy. When you told me that's what I liked about it was that he put them first. Yes. He was considered a king in the music business and very much loved and maybe feared in other places, but (laughs) he was just a giant. How old was he? 95. He had a good run. That is Grant. Are the tickets gone? They are. Yes. Amy is our winner from Minneapolis. Very happy. Yeah. She's a first time winner from the station. So really excited for her. So. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, so she'll enjoy that. That'll be fun. And we've got more tickets this week to give away. Yes, so. we do. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. What else do we know? Well, we know that Madonna um, and Lindsay Lohan saw Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson, the ones in Las Vegas, a show that's been on our list, Julia. I've, I know because I love seeing those um, Cirque shows. I know. In Vegas. They're very, very, So very that picture young. is posted. And yes. Madonna, it looks really, really what cute. Did you, no, she wait. does. What did you say she was wearing? Widow's weeds. Mm-hmm. Looking for a new boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You can't make it up. I love you. Um, serious, Grant. Oh, All right, you best. guys. Everyone have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.